This is Junk Thrower, a podcast of informal conversations about life and ministry at Seven Mile Road. Okay, last time we started the topic of alcohol and trying to think through that biblically, and we concluded by saying in the scriptures we see that alcohol is not inherently sinful, uh, nor is it everything, meaning the labels we use, borrowing from some others, was it's not garbage, nor is it God. It's a gift. It's in the middle. But having said that it's a gift, um, like all the gifts that God gives, it needs to be handled with Christian maturity, with mm-hmm. wisdom. It, you know, it's almost like there's a reason why we don't hand out driver's license to kids, mm-hmm. because a car is a good thing, but it also, in the hands of the wrong person, can lead to all kinds of havoc, mm-hmm. destruction, danger, ruined lives. And so you know that there's a need for a, a measure of maturity. Yeah. So likewise with the gifts that God gives us, likewise with alcohol. So mm-hmm. even though it's a gift... How can we think about how to engage that gift biblically, thoughtfully from the scriptures? Yeah, I think that scriptures have some really clear guidelines. It, it says absolutely it's a gift, and yet it's a gift to be enjoyed within the boundaries uh, that God has given us. Mm. And so uh, one clear thing is that drunkenness is not permissible. There's nowhere in the scriptures where it allows for drunkenness. In fact, uh, Ephesians says, uh, do not be drunk with wine. It clearly says it. Another thing would be Galatians, for example, says that drunkenness is actually a work of the flesh. It's not of God. When we get drunk, it's because we're operating out of our sinfulness, out of our flesh when Mm -hmm. we do so. And so just a a real clear thing is that God actually cares about how much you drink, how much you allow yourself to drink, and and that drunkenness is never a permissible Mm -hmm. thing. And even for uh, folks growing up, there may only be that category, you drink to get drunk. And so even... The idea of drinking doesn't have to lead to drunkenness Absolutely. may not even be something that folks and, you know, we are used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we want to be able to enjoy it and see it as a gift. And yet how much matters because uh, drunkenness is never permissible. And in the same way, we would say, hey, you know what? We are Christians and we're Christians who live in a country, in a land. We live in America. And so America has laws and regulations about uh, what alcohol and alcohol use ought to look like. And so here you got you have to be 21 or older to be able to drink. And so we want to say, uh, as Christians, there will never be a time when you're younger than 21 where it's going to be okay for us to be able to drink. We're going to follow the laws of the land as citizens of this country. And so there's two quick examples of what some boundaries look like for us to experience this gift uh, of alcohol. Mm. Yeah, you know, a few months ago, I remember uh, we preached through Acts 15, and we talked through this idea of Christian liberty, that God gives us um, freedoms to enjoy. You know, the gospel frees us to enjoy things like alcohol. And in the same way, though, uh, there's also freedom to lay down our rights, those freedoms for the sake of someone else. Uh, Paul talks about this idea of not being a stumbling block in 1 Corinthians 8 and Romans 14, not being a stumbling block to those who might be weaker. And even with a freedom, a gift like alcohol, the most loving thing that we may be able to do in that moment is not to um, drink and, and indulge in this freedom that God has given us, but the most loving thing out of love for someone else may be to actually lay down our freedom because that might be the best thing for someone else. I think especially of someone who may have an addiction or uh, is uh, is an alcoholic. Uh, when we gather together, it may be the most godly thing for us to not uh, drink alcohol and might be the best thing to just pick up a can of Coke and out of love for them, not tempt them to, to sin in mm. that moment. Mm. Vigilance then would be another thing that we're saying here, right? That it's required. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, because we said this is a gift, but it's a really powerful gift. And so we want to be careful about what this looks like in our own life and what this looks like in other people's lives. And we ought to live with a vigilance regarding those things. So I, I think it requires us to have an assessment of our lives to figure out what is the relationship that I have with alcohol in my own life? Am I using this in a gift within the boundaries and the regulations that God's word and the land gives me? And if it's not, it requires a serious assessment to figure out, hey, maybe I need help with this. Maybe the best thing for me is to abstain from it altogether. And in the same way, uh, we would say not only does it require vigilance in my own life, but I'm living life in community as well. And so there might be people within my community, within the the people that uh, I hang out with, the people that I know, that are also maybe not using it in a way that it ought to be. They're they're kind of uh, uh, walking outside the boundaries of what God has told uh, told us that uh, alcohol could look like. And if that's true, maybe there's opportunities and and necessity for me to speak into someone's life Mm. and to say, brother, sister, um, this seems like an area uh, of of concern for uh, for you in your life. And there's an opportunity for me to speak into that as well. Yeah, I think maturity then again is the point, right? Because we say this thing is permissible, not everything that's permissible is beneficial. The scriptures say that. And so what we're not doing is giving everyone a license towards lawlessness. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be legalistic, but nor are we lawless. This is a gift. And so I think in summary then what we could say is there is a way to drink or not drink to the glory of God. And both are possible, right? John the Baptist came. He didn't drink. He didn't touch strong drink or wine. He was set apart to the Lord. And so to the glory of God, John the Baptist never consumed alcohol. That was great. Mm. At the same time, Jesus came eating and drinking so much so that his critics called him a glutton and a drunkard, Mm. though he was neither. Mm. And so you know that when Jesus ate or drank, he did so to the glory of God. And through both of them, we see a vision of what it looks like to eat or not eat, to drink or not drink to the glory of God. And so that's what we want to commend our people to, to say whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it to the glory of God, even with the use of alcohol.